The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and there you'll see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left was Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you missed that and you want to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern, at which time he'll either be live or putting an educational video in that area, so something new will be there. On the right side is where we're at, and of course you guys on the video platforms you're seeing, that's yesterday's show, and again, the browser, same IP, two different browsers, one loads up correctly, the other one doesn't, and that's why I'm as soon as I get time to sort things out, I'm going to go over here to the center uh, browser because I have that and use that as my main browser. But anyway, for now, it's Chrome. 
Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you got, and right-hand corner, bottom right-hand corner, you'll see there is a rumble icon. Click on that, and uh, you just got to uh, go over there and join us in the chat. And we are streaming live to Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Also, beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. Also, a uh, number of Facebook pages that bear my name, uh, both personal and public. You can catch you can catch the stream there. Twitter, if you're on Twitter, uh, we for whatever that's worth, I, I guess it's worth something over there. There's some people who like some stuff and retweet it, so I, I don't know. Uh, we're on Twitter at the Real Tim Brow Two. Real Tim Brow 2, drop the N, add a 2 there, you're good to go. And also the Real Tim Brown at Twitch, and uh, you should be good there. You can sign up for an email newsletter right up under where we're streaming live on sonsoflibertymedia.com. And if you agree with our message and you would like to help keep us out there, um, there's a donate button at the top of the page. You can click on that and make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. And guys, we do really appreciate your support because without you, we're unable to do to the extent that we do what we do. So thank you very much uh, for what you do for us uh, in keeping us out there. And I got two quick videos I'm going to play for you uh, this morning. And uh, the first one, the people in the radio, I'm just going to tell you, there's a guy, he's over in, and I didn't get the guy, I meant to look it up last night. So any of you guys who might be in the chat that I might see, <laughs> can't see the rumble chat because it's behind the screen here. Uh, or the window, but uh, this guy, you there is there's some just weird stuff. How many of you noticed all the kind of green screen activity that goes on in the White House, right? They've even created a whole set for Joe Biden to go sit in, or whoever's playing Joe Biden, uh, the actor known as Joe Biden, uh, is doing there at the White House, and they're doing things. This comes out of the UK. This is somebody, they were filming their television. This was off of Sky News. It's one of their officials there. I, I don't know exactly who it is. But what I want you to do is I want you to watch. He comes out, and uh, I'm just going to uh, play this. And you guys on the radio, this guy comes out with a, a red binder under his arm. Okay, and, uh, and what happens is, is while they're talking, he's got this red binder. And I don't know why the screen didn't ping that. He's got this red binder, and he's walking along. And he's fixing to do a magic act. Watch when he comes out from the other side of the car. Ta-da! It's a green binder. Just by walking in front of the car like that. Isn't that interesting? Hmm, yeah. See, you can't trust anything. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, even when I play videos now, I'm kind of wondering, did somebody put a deep fake out? I mean, because they have that kind of technology in real time that you can do that kind of stuff where they can just take somebody's face, put it on, and, and do what they're going to do. Now, this one, look, I put this up on my own Rumble channel, and I got people going, well, he didn't suggest this. He, ins he uh, uh, what, was the, what was the term they used? They used the term uh, he implied, as though that was okay. He didn't suggest. So I gave them the definitions, all right, from... Uh, uh, Webster's 1828 for implied and suggest. Now, he pretty much does both of these here in this video. This is Donald Trump saying, he's saying, this is how you deal with those who leaked the Roe v. Wade decision from the Supreme Court. Now, I got a question for you. Was that an issue of national security? No. Should somebody have leaked it? Probably not, but they did. And the members of the press are... A free press, they're supposed to be protected, right? 
They're supposed to be protected in their duties to expose corrupt government and things of this nature. That's really what they're, what, why they're protected. So Donald Trump has a solution for that. I want you to listen to what his solution is, and you tell me what he's implying here about doing to reporters or publishers who publish leaked information. You tell me what he's got going on. A long time. You take the writer and or the publisher of the paper, a certain paper that you know, and you say, who is the leaker? National Security. Na and they say, National Security. Tell you. They say, it's okay, you're going to jail. And when this person realizes that he is going to be the bride of another prisoner very shortly. Now, what's he implying? He will say, I'd very much like to uh, tell you exactly who that leaker It was Bill Jones. I swear he's a leaker. And we got him. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. But that's the only way you're going to find. We have to find. Can you imagine they leak? Okay. So I want to ask you, what is Donald Trump suggesting here? One is suggesting violating the First Amendment. That's the first thing. This, and, is, and then he's trying to cover it with national security. You have to tell us because it's national security. How is a decision on abortion an issue of national security? I, I just want to know that. It isn't. And all of his worshipers right there behind him, laughing, cheering it on, everything else. And then he goes down the road when he says, be the bride of them. Everybody knows what he's talking about. He's talking about they're going to be prison raped. And they laugh about it. Now, before, before you think I'm way over the top here, does anybody remember back in 2012 when Ron Paul was running for the White House? Do you remember that? And what was the big thing going on then? The Gitmo stuff, right? And Ron Paul was warning about all this, quote-unquote, domestic terrorism and how they were treating people and taking them down there without any trial and the NDAA was coming up and all this other stuff. And he warned... If you don't, if you're not careful and you're engaging in this torture of waterboarding, I know some people don't think it is. Let's put you under the water. Let's put you on the waterboard and let's see if you think it's torture once you're given it. Well, they're cutting people's heads off. Well, you don't know that the people you're doing this to have, have done that just yet. See, see, this is where we get away from law. And we get away from due process. You know, even the foreigner got due process in Israel under the law of God. Just because you're a foreigner, just because you visit the land, doesn't mean you don't get due process. And we've gotten away from that, and we've been warned, and now people are laughing, and they're cheering on a guy who, said, who, was, who was president of the United States, who says, we ought to take guys, we ought to lie about what, what the issue is, and call it national security, and then we ought to threaten them with jail and possible rape in jail. I mean, that's what he's implying, suggesting, whatever word you want to use. And the people down here in the comments, he wasn't suggesting that. He was, he was, you know, implying it. Okay. Are you good with him implying that? What if he did that to you? Huh? What if you were putting out, what if you were giving information, you thought it vital that people have that and it was leaked to you and you put it out. You didn't take the information. You didn't leak it, but you're going to be treated like that. Listen, this is where it's going. And here's the people, so allegedly on the right, the constitutionalists, the Christians, the patriots, and they're cheering on this kind of stuff, this lawlessness. Oh, my goodness gracious. Anyway, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And the re one of the reasons we have Rotten to the Core Wednesday is because of what we talked about with Kay Rubicek yesterday. 
the indoctrination system that's gone on in China has been going on here for quite some time. And boy, we're seeing the fruit of it. People lack the ability to think critically. They lack the ability to hold fast to that which is good. And they grab a hold of that which seems to be good, but it's really wicked and evil. Anyway, with that said... The Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor's with us. Good morning, Lynn. Good to see you. Good morning. Hello. Howdy. Well, I tell you what, uh, the only thing I'm going to give credence to as far as the uh, Trump clip that you just played reminds me of a sermon that uh, when we first moved to North Carolina, we were trying to find a church that uh, would suit our family. And I walked in with my woman's uh, devotional Bible. And I know there are different versions of the Bible, okay? I know that anything from King James forward has been watered down somewhat. You have to get back to the original Hebrew or Greek, okay? But I also know that God did promise us that his word would always survive. I also know that his word is for everyone. So here's the preacher. He's in the pulpit, and he's telling you that all the writers of any of the versions new uh, revised uh standard version uh the the living bible any of these that have come along since king james well those writers those publishers tim need to be in jail with the murderers and the rapists and i'm sitting here going wait a minute you've got men and women who are devoting their lives to taking God's precious word and putting it in a translation that could feed someone, that could help bring someone closer to Christ. And you're going to say that those people are just as bad as murderers and rapists. Now, I understand since then, I've learned a lot about the modern translations. But at that point in time, Tim, I was so incensed because I'm thinking, If that was the only Bible on the face of the planet and it introduced me to the Lord God Almighty and brought me closer to understanding Jesus to the point of where I could uh, have repentance and acceptance. What's so what's so evil about that? Why would you throw them in jail with murderers and rapists and drug pushers? It it just it made no sense. But the, the congregation lapped it up and i looked at my husband and i said you know what no we're not going here (laughs) well yeah and that's this is you know i got my own thoughts on the the different bible uh, translations it's not versions we we've got we've got uh uh you know one bible and that came to us in original languages like you said and some of the translations are poor Right. Um, some I of don't them, argue that. Yeah, so, and some of them are paraphrases. Stay away from a paraphrase as far as I'm concerned, like right. the Message or the Living Bible or something like that. Stay away from that. But, right. but but you can go to something like the New American Standard, and some people say, well, the King James is a standard, so if it doesn't look like the King James, that's the standard. No, that's not that the standard. That was his problem. That was yep. his problem. Yeah, that's, that's not even, the standard. But even King James took liberties with the Holy Word. Well, of course, there were some things that were done like that. There's no question about it. I use, I, I use the King James here on the show. So I don't right. use it in, in my, you know a lot of the things that I do. But I use the King James here, so I don't get in that argument with people. Because to me, uh, most of those guys who are pushing the King James-only stuff, and they'll say the 1611, they don't even use the 1611. And which which one are you are you using here? So, so that gets into a thing of, look, you can read any of the... New American Standard, you can read New King James, you can read any of these kinds of of some of the new 
uh, translations that have come out, you'll get the gist of what's being said there. It's not like yeah. it's hard to understand what's being communicated there. And anybody worth their sight, salt is going to go back and look up what the words mean in the first place. So, right. But you, but you do get these guys who strain at the gnat and swallow the camel. And in the process, what they do is, if you go behind the scenes and you start looking at how what what they're doing with their life. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different thing than what they're trying to do with that one thing they're trying to hold all their monikers up. And, and that was part of my two points that I was mm. going to make. Number one is both those examples lead to men in power right. who are abusing their power, right. and the the people following them are lapping it up. And number two, we know that Trump is a known pedophile. So how many abortions do you think he funded? How many things do you think that he was in that were compromising positions, but he's going to go out here and trounce on the Constitution one more time out of office, just as much as he did in office, Mm -hmm. and people are going to think it is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, yeah. And I know today's show isn't about that, but I know, that, when I, know, I put that I just, out yesterday... I just had to get that out there. <laughs> when I put that out there yesterday, this is sort of... I see this tide, and, and anybody who didn't see the show with Kay yesterday... Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, boy, did she nail it as far as how that indoctrination of the communist Marxist ideology over 70 years has mm-hmm. basically turned these people into, what did she say, walking pieces of flesh or something, I forget right. how it was... Well, that's where, where we are, and that's why we do this show. Yeah, absolutely. It's to warn people, this is what it is. Get your kids out of this so they don't become the same thing that you're hearing about. Of it. And we're seeing it. Boy, are we seeing it with some of the right. kids when you get the man-on-the-street interviews and things of that nature. But today, but, we've yeah, got... Think about those, yeah, but hang on yeah, one more ahead. second before we get to today. Sure. Think about those shows we did, Tim, where we were talking about the FEMA internment camps, and she was describing for you yesterday what's already in place yep. live and in color so we were what two years ahead of breaking that yeah so yeah it is and part of that will play into today and this is all about the government and i called it the headbangers because they want to get in another way to find how to take your mental health and extrapolate it into government-run business mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a full blown uh, fascist uh, state, corporate fascist state, which right. will eventually evolve into full blown communism because the state's going to say, "Well, we want more power over you than you have over us," and then they're right. just going to take over the businesses. So that's the yeah. next step that comes down the line. So right, it's go also ahead. going to give them more leeway to label anyone, be it cradle to grave, anywhere in the education system, anywhere in your community labeled falsely so if you happen to take a test if you happen to walk down the street sideways when everyone else is walking straight uh oh lens lens a behavior problem oh we have to uh intervene with mental health services it's now that sounds silly but let's use humor to drive home the truth i'm not that far removed because when you see what the federal government has in place and will use not only the states but the schools as the centers to spread this out we really have to wake up and get our families out of even government-run health care not just the schools 
but the government-run health care. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and, okay. and, and somebody's mentioning, um, uh, Georgiana is mentioning even mental health. You know, I ran across that mm-hmm. yesterday. That became a big deal, a really big talk after the Sandy Hook incident. And oh, yeah, that was pushed that on. Was planned. Yeah, it was. And I told the I told the alleged conservatives, constitutionalist Christian, I said, you better be careful with this topic. I said, they're they're throwing you red meat. You'll get behind it. Federal government has no say so in our health, our mental health. I mean, surely you don't want mentally ill people determining who is mentally stable, right? You don't want that. This is a family issue to deal with. Mm-hmm. And um I, I warned them and warned them, and, and now it's coming full circle. And some of them are still on that bandwagon about, you know, mental health. We got to have government and mental health. It's like, my goodness, this has—they have no business in this. Okay, hang on. First of all, <laughs> sure. we have done so many shows on my yep. blog. I have done so many articles about the guise of school safety, especially under the Every Student Succeeds Act, but where it butts up to the Second Amendment. We have done, I don't know how many shows, Tim, where we've gone in after the school shootings and we've shown you the mental health manipulation programs that are being set up, not to have teachers and students fight back, but to cower in fear. And if you'll remember, Scripture tells us God did not give us a spirit of fear. He also commanded us to take every thought captive, not take every thought, give it to the government and see where the heck you That's land. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's a good okay. Word. So with that said, now, Joni and I, excuse me, Suzanne and I did a show uh, this past Monday on HR 7780, which is the Mental Health Act Now a piece of legislation. It was introduced in the House. It's already passed the House, Tim. It is now in the Senate. It is in the Health Committee, which is the Health, Education, Labor, and Pension Committee. And that's where Lamar Alexander hung out. That's where Robert Klein hung out. That's where Patty Murray hangs out and a lot of the others who were sitting there propping up the Every Student Succeeds Act and all the mental health overreaches that were embedded in that blasted de facto rule. So we're going to uh, show you that show. Now, we have the PDF. It's 77 pages long, but what we need to point out, unlike the other omnibus bills that we have seen come from the House or the Senate, or where they've worked together to be bipartisan, bicameral, because after all, it's not just the R's, it's not just the D's, it's both of them together, hence unibrow. Here's what they've done. They have taken 10 other bills that have been introduced either by the House and or the Senate, Tim, thrown them in this 77-page bill and named it one general name up at the top, Mental Health um, Act Now, and it's absolutely off the charts. Let me tell you the 10 bills that are embedded in HR 7780, okay? They have separate numbers as well. We have HR 4787, which is the RISE Act, okay? That stands for Respond, Innovate, Informed, okay, wait a minute. Respond, Innovate, Succeed, and Empower. What? It's not what, it's who. We're uh, responding to mental health and behavioral health interventions. We're going to innovate by using algorithms to data track you. We're going to call it all success because after all, once you've been intervened, you can learn better. And then empower, 
it's going to empower people who are quasi-qualified or not qualified to lead you in these overreaches. Okay, that's just the first one. The second one, HR 6509, Early Childhood Mental Health Support. This means daycare to pre-K to early grades. Think about that. Your babies, mental health support. Okay, HR 7370, the Students' Mental Health Rights Act. Mental health is not a right, dude. Okay. Uh, H.R. 7740, which has a Senate bill, which is Senate Bill 4219. This is called the Employee Retiree Access to Justice Act. What justice may you ask? Employer-provided behavioral interventions and mental health support. Okay, H.R. 7767, Strengthening Behavioral Health Benefits. Again, lumping in labor with education. And anytime our federal government uses the word strengthening, it doesn't mean beefing it up. It means having it be de facto. Okay, 7784, supporting trauma-informed education practices. So in other words, my teachers not only have to teach, they now have to become counselors and psychologists and social workers and mental health professionals all balled into one. Okay, HR 8887, this will direct the National uh, Internal Occupation Safety and Health Office for Mental Health uh, Practices. And then the House Resolution 1396, which will tie to H.R. 3843, as well as H.R. 7780. And H.R. 3843 builds antitrust fees and filing enforcement into your states and schools to make sure all this happens, while H.R. 7780 uses your school for the community springboard and will tie to Senate Bill 3969, which is Help America Vote. Because if you're not indoctrinated, you can't vote well. Now, the reason why the Senate Bill 3969 is thrown in here is because that was a focus on the North Marinara Islands to help clean up their voting system and help them become better aware supposedly Americans as far as voting. Now, one of the main sponsors for 7780, which is this Mental Health Matters Act, is the nominated at-large North Marinara Island representative. Now, I want to challenge you. How many of the people behind this bill are up for midterm re-election? Oh, I am not sure. I know this particular bill only has uh, three co-sponsors right now. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, mm -hmm, they do. I'm sorry. I was laughing maniacally because that's that's going to probably change. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm sure it is. But at least for now, it's there. It's been through two committees. And I can say that's that's more than I can see for uh, most of the articles of impeachment that that's been up for a year. Uh, That's probably more in this particular act here than is for the articles of impeachment. It's like, my goodness. But it's already passed the House. They fast-tracked it through the House. It is now in the Senate. So guess what? If the Senate passes this, my dear, all those acts, all those proposed legislations I just read, come with it. 
Absolutely crazy. It absolutely, absolutely is. And if you want to know the price tag, that's over on the Congressional Budget Office side. And it will tell you in the language, Tim, that the federal government will in- expect an increase in their revenue through this kind of malarkey. Now, Lynn, I got a question for you. Yes. All the talk is, oh, just a couple more weeks and we can, we the people can speak because that's what they think their power is, is just the vote. That's what they think, right? And uh, they're going to, we want the red wave as though they didn't learn anything the last time this stuff went on um, and the time before that and the time before that, that they did it. And so what is your guess that, uh, let's say they have the red wave and you get a Republican dominated House, Senate, obviously not the White House, but you have that. Do you think the uh, red wave is going to pass this act? Is that what you perceive they're going to do? Absolutely. I mean, of course they are, because here's an image, and I don't know if it will show up. Um, Okay, it won't. But up at the top left-hand corner, big banks ensure we stay in debt. To the right of that, big pharma ensures we stay sick. Uh, Middle left, weapons manufacturers ensure we stay at war. Middle uh, Middle right, legacy media ensures we stay ignorant. Bottom left, government ensures it's legal. Bottom right, voting ensures it all continues. Mm. Yeah, this is why, and this boy's opinion, Thomas Jefferson's word out of the Declaration of Independence are exactly right. You throw Mm -hmm. off the tyranny by simply separating yourself from it. And if you don't know your history of political power colors, Mm. red is communism. Yep. Yep. It is not freedom. It is not constitutionality. Blue was supposed to be for the people. It has been usurped by the corporations. So this is why we have said for years, it's unibrow, communist, corporate control. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I don't know how much clearer it needs to be. But I will tell you the main yahoo behind this uh, Mental Health Matters Act is a representative out of California, DeSalone. And if you go to his website and you look at his stance on the issues, he's all over the map. Normally, your representatives and your senators have one or two. But this guy's all over the map. And he is all for universal school and universal health care. What does that tell you? Is that conservative? Is that red? No. Is that blue? No, it's purple. Yeah. It absolutely is. Well, so the, for the most also, part, what do you expect coming out of California there? I mean, not that, and again, I, I point back to the fact that most of most of California would be what we would consider to be conservative. It's in these metropolitan areas where they right. put these dingbats in there. And I say well, dingbats as sort of a, a soft tone. These criminals, uh, they put them in office who, you know, say they're going to uphold the law and then they go right and attack the law. And they, they they oppress the people. This guy's one well, of them. Most of your state capitals, most of your major yep. metropolises, or even your smaller state capitals, this is precisely it. Because if you get out and you look at the people, if you talk to the people, they don't want what's going on down at the state capitol. I mean, you know, it comes to mind. I was raised in the state of Georgia, but I was on the butt end of the state close to Florida. We were so far removed from Atlanta that we felt like we were a separate country. Because what happened in Atlanta did not reflect 
what happened in the rest of the state, but yet that's what we had to do. And I will have to tell you a funny story real quick, and then we'll move back into this. And when the Olympics went to Atlanta, this was, of course, well before I started doing any of the, the research that I'm doing, and I had no clue that the Olympics were tied into the United Nations, thus we shouldn't mess with it. But, you know, it was an opportunity to volunteer. Well, I'd made it so far through the volunteer process. And, you know, I knew, okay, I'll have to travel four hours from where I lived up to Atlanta. Not a big deal. But I got through part of the process. And then they deemed it necessary that I was too far away to be a volunteer. Well, what they didn't know was that I had family in Atlanta, so it wouldn't have been a big deal. But that's not the point. The point was they picked and chose who could be a volunteer, which was contrary to the thing of, hey, come on, we want all volunteers. So I, little old me, I fired back and I said, you know, I am so tired of the rest of the state being treated like the redheaded step youngin because we have just as much right to what goes on in Atlanta as we do in my county. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. But anyway. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See, I was starting to learn to speak up, just not in the right way. But anyway, okay. So if you go to the Congressional Budget Publication, that's going to be resource number three, Tim. I want folks to see, and those who cannot see, I want you to hear the language that is in this particular budget announcement. It tells you the estimated revenue effects of the Mental Health Matters Act. Since when... Does the government need a bill for mental health or school interventions to increase their revenue? Are they not taxing us enough? Are they not taking enough corporate money? Well, <clears throat> that and that's something that people need to understand. In, our, in the country, we used to tax the corporations and we used to bring in, uh, we used to tax tariffs. Now, everybody will say, well, but you know how that works, Tim, because... They're going to pay it, and then that'll trickle down to people. Well, that's true. That is true. Eventually, mm-hmm. the people are going to pay it. But the people are not directly responsible for the taxes, which means your property and all that other stuff is not uh, you know, out in the open for them to just come here and grab. Now, right. the way they've done things, and <clears throat> I can just tell you, if you really want to pay attention, you get a 1099 or any of that other stuff, if you really want to pay attention, you turn and you take and correct that stuff and put that back on the corporations. You put it back on them in order that they're responsible for the taxes, not you. And as long as you've got that done in an administrative fashion where you're sending it back in, you've got documentation that you've done it and you've let them know and nobody challenges it, well, then it stands as truth. It stands as as the reality. Um, so if you want more on that, you're going to have to talk to a tax professional that actually understands that and has your best interest at, par- at heart, not a publican like was in the old days that was stealing not only from the people for Rome, but also for himself. Right. Okay. Also in this budget uh, document, not only will it expect increases that will help the federal government, it will allow the U.S. Department of Labor to weigh punitive damages to any business, big or small, Tim, that does not kowtow to this mental health agenda. It also uh, uh, has the closing line where it proves to you that this is not a law This is not de facto rule. This is a government mandate with the phrase, and I quote, cost of mandate, 
unquote. So if you ever want to see your government try to snow you that this is not a mandate, there it is in black and white on the website. It'll be blue and white, but there it is. The cost of the mandate, not the bill, not the way that Congress was supposed to work, but a federal mandate. And if you look up the word mandate, it is not a congressional bill sure. passed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Very quickly. Uh, H.R. 7780. This is what it will do. All right. Early childhood mental health will improve the social and emotional learning that they already are getting, especially the early Head Start and the Head Start programs. And if you'll think about a couple of shows ago when we were talking about the creativity, what government program did they use the children to to take that assessment, Tim? It was the early Head Start and the Head Start. But we're going to go ramp up their social and emotional learning to really put their heads on backwards. All right. The second part, it will use a pipeline approach to school based mental health through grants and use your higher education institutions in your communities for mental health best practices. Number three, it will use the secretary of education to uh, come up with elementary and secondary school counseling of ratios of one school counselor to every 250 students, one school psychologist, one to every 500 students, and school social workers, one to every 250 students. It will also give grants to states under the Health and Human Services Department, Tim, to the tune of $100 million so that you can have your state and your community grow their own IT mental health professional. All right, number four, it will support trauma-informed education practices. What that means is that full community service, that hub that Charlotte and Anita have warned us about, where all the the community services are, are branched out from the school. It brings that into fruition, even more so through grants, contracts, and cooperative agreements. At any time your government uses a word like cooperative agreements, it's public-private partnerships. All right. It will also have the RISE, which is the Respond, Innovate, Succeed, and Empower. This will give allotments to your state education agencies as well as sub-grants to your local education of agencies. And remember, agencies not only are your school boards, Tim, but any entity that can call itself somehow educational. So when you think of all those special interest groups that have after-school clubs, they are known as local education agents as well. So this opens up Pandora's box for their agenda to come in as well. It also, uh, Title VI, will strengthen behavioral health benefits. This will go after your insurance companies and your insurance plan and put the U.S. Department of Labor in charge of how businesses can affect those insurance policies for your health care. Number seven, employee retiree access to justice. What justice? The justice of being able to have access to quality mental health care through your business. Number eight, student mental health rights. This will set up the big government to do a study, Tim, to have students be able to establish a mental health bill of rights. And if you look at the 
uh, UN's Mental Health Bill of Rights, which is tied into their Universal Health Care Bill of Rights. It's the same bloody thing. And the last title will be the Occupational Research Program on Mental Health that uses COVID as the platform. We have to study the grief and trauma in impacts that are causing all the mental health crisis here in America. Now, this will target not only special needs, this will hit us in the pocketbook to the tune of $5 billion, and with the caveat to increase as needed in years beyond. Wow. Wow. They're Back just, in those 77 pages. They're just, they're just taking the people's uh, uh, money and doing with it. What I think Bradley was hitting on this the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was he wrote an article and uh, he gets down in the article. He's talking about the taxes. We're taxed this, taxed that. And he goes, I'm not a tax protester. He goes, what'd you think? And I said, I think it was a good right. I think you ought to be a tax protester <laughs> because I, you know, our forefathers were tax protesters. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's part of the thing is, is this idea that that government thinks they have the right to the fruit Mm -hmm. of our labor to go and then use that money either to steal it and go send it to people like in Ukraine when our people are are suffering here or to use it in this indoctrination kind of fashion against us. And we go right along with it and we say, oh, yes, Mr. Government, you owe this or you're going to come be like the, the, the mafia guys or, you know, whatever they are who come around to the little stores You've seen them like in the films. You can read about them in some of the old history. They go around and they make you pay uh, for, for for protection. If you don't if you don't yeah. pay them, they go destroy your business and stuff. Well, that's exactly what government's acting like. They're a crime syndicate. They're organized crime. And again, this is where the people really do have the power. They're going to have to get their head on straight, get out of the sentimentality mode, and say, you know what? Are we going to be free? Are we going to hold to the stars and stripes, even though it's being oppressive to us now? Or are we going to just cut them off, like like those, an abusive spouse? Yeah, are we those, just going to those cut them stars off? and stripes are being cut into gags and yes. put around your mouth. Now, yep. I also included for everyone in the archives all my resources on mental health and education overreach. You'll find that as well. But I want us to look very quickly, Tim, at number six. These are the other congressional mental health education bills that are currently on the table. And it's a general search button, but I want folks to hear and see the number would you read that? That's up at the top of the page. Yeah, uh, 2,381 bills. Say that again. How many? 2,381. On what subject? Education and mental health. Mm-hmm. How many should be there? None. Thank you. Okay. Number seven. This one was from the House and has also been passed to the Senate. So this is another one that we need to be able to contact our senators and say, absolutely. No, no, no. It has a sister bill from the Senate as well. And the sister bill is 1390. So anytime we see sister bills, Tim, you and I have gone over this. What does that mean? It means that one way or another, they're going to try and shove this through. And typically one will gain traction. The other one will just sit there as a place marker, but don't think it will go away because what I've seen happen in education research is from session to session, any of these bills that have been introduced and just lay dormant, they can be resurrected at any point in future sections and come back to bite. So even though one might get through and become law, that other one might 
come around later with more yep. teeth to it. Yep. So if you don't know what is in those bills, this is why I've put them in there because you need to know because what did it show? What did Tim just show you? We didn't read it, but what did he show you? Mental health in connection to who? Students. Yeah. Let me... Students is not just K through 12 public school. And again, let's let's make clear as to who's doing it. Okay. Yeah. It's the Uniparty. And yeah. notice this one, HR seven twenty one. This is from Grace Napolitano. I don't know mm -hmm. if she's related to the other chick or not. Um, she's right. from California. She is with the Democrat Uniparty. The Senate version is from Senator John Kennedy, who is from the Republican Uniparty. Yep. So yep. so they're they're advancing the same thing. And again, I, I Lynn, to me, this is the thing that I mm -hmm. think is is on my mind constantly is to help people understand get out of this red blue thing get out yeah. of the right left uh get out of the republican democrat get to what the law is does the law allow either republicans or democrats or anybody else independents whoever does it allow them to advance an education a mental health um a, a labor um <clears throat> because that's tied in here too labor, yeah. an environmental thing. Does our Constitution allow them to write laws on those things? Absolutely not. And, and if anybody wants to challenge me, you can, send in a, you can send in an email. Don't be nasty. Just send it in to me and say, hey, it says it right here in Article 1 that Congress has a right to do that. No, they don't. They don't no, they have don't. authority to do that kind of thing. Mm -mm. Now, in the archives, Tim, because I know we're running close on time, in the archives, you'll find the Senate resolution to make mental health a federal entity. You'll also find the House resolution that has used climate change to force mental health overreaches. Uh, we also have, now this is going to be playing into the Uniparty, so this is where I want us to end. If you look at the White House, there's a brand new statement by uh, the current president on the new mental health funding, but I don't want us to lose the fact that during Trump's administration, there was an executive order that he signed to do what? Ramp up the behavioral and mental health overreaches. And if that's not bad enough, our last resource, and this is where we can end, is a side-by-side -side comparison of Trump and Biden on what? mental health and how did that how did that come out are they looking to they looking to be about the same well here's the interesting thing let me let me click on it okay uh da, 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 da. this is uh election 2020 where trip and biden stand on mental health and other substance issues all right it goes on to tell you both have an opinion on opioid suicide mental health parity Vice President Biden's campaign vows to redouble efforts to enforce existing mental health parity laws and expand funding for mental health, but it's not offered specific plans. President Trump's campaign website does not address mental health parity. BS and horse hockey, because guess what? His administration ramped up Obamacare, rebranded it Affordable uh, Care Act. They also, I just showed you or just told you about the executive order that Trump signed into executive order uh, status to be a federal mandate over the nation. So don't tell me he didn't have anything to say about it. He did. So even this article will slant it that Biden's going to do it and Trump won't. 
Uh, Trump absolutely did. And don't think that he won't again. It also goes on to tell you about the uh, mental health workforce. Neither candidate uh, specifically will address the mental health workforce shortages on their websites. But Trump's 21 uh, budget did increase it. Uh, Vice President's education plan would double it. So what does that tell us, my dear? Unibrow. Yep. Yeah, both of them are unconstitutional in their actions. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Now, I did send uh, a document that I believe is the particular PDF. I'm not sure exactly. Oh, no, it was the uh, document of Trump's administration with his executive order. So you'll get that in the in the archives as well. But yeah. There it is in all its ugliness. Yeah, this is, uh, for those on the radio, it's Executive Order 13954. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was back in 2020. Saving lives through increased support for mental and behavioral health needs. Well, Tim, you know, he gets a lot of pressure on him. He's got to act politically. Well, wait a minute. I thought we elected people to not act politically. We elected to- people to uphold the law. In fact... How to many represent time, us. Well, represent us, but it, but here's the thing, Lynn. What is the what is the main job of the executive or the guy in the White House, the president? What is his main job? His main job is to f- make sure that the laws are faithfully executed. That's his main job. That was all it. The, yeah. All the other stuff is sort of formalities. When he appoints people to places, when he welcomes dignitaries, when he does all that kind of stuff. Those those are more you know pomp and. You know, stuff like that. That's what that is. But when right. you but when you are charged with ensuring that the laws are faithfully executed and you don't, you actually run contrary to them with stuff like this, uh, increased support for mental and behavioral health needs. It, it, that's not your job. Let's point out one thing. This is my education moment for the audience. Okay. Just because you have a former president who enacted an executive order once they leave office that executive order does not cease to exist it remains in place as de facto rule so a lot of people think well you know we're we have executive orders that that a lot of presidents have signed into action well they're no longer in office so that executive order yeah why are we focusing on that you absolutely should, because every one of those executive orders, as unconstitutional as they are, are given credence, and his are no exception. Yeah, well, and let me say something to that, because part of the issue with that, you know, we've talked about the FEMA camps, as you said before, right. and we've talked about several, exa- literally hundreds of them, I've got a list right. of them, where they right. were different presidents, Republican, Democrat, have all mm-hmm. usurped their authority to say they can take over uh, pow- uh, power plants. They can take over food sources, including your little gardens that you're growing. You guys yep. are growing. Uh, take over your farms. Take over uh, water. Uh, all kind. They, they've just written this stuff. We can just do this. And because of the dumbing down of the people, again, this is why this show is so important on Wednesdays, is to show how they're doing it so we don't fall into that trap. I can't plead with parents enough who hear me. If yep. even if you can't fully just pull out of pull your kid out of the school, do as much as you can to go in that direction. That that's your goal is to get them out because you don't know what you can say. Well, I'm helping them with their homework, and some parents are really on top of that and everything. But very few know every little thing that goes on in that schoolhouse. Very and, few, and, right? And I don't argue, but the danger with this 
mental health matters is remember it's using the K through 12 public school to do what branch out to the community. So even if you're outside of the, the school system, you're still going to be in it because this is to use for community wide dragnets. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I you know, I'm, I'm going to have a little fun here, Lynn, uh, because this is the government's head banger ball. It and, is. Uh, but the, the problem is the people who are banging their heads are me and you, we sound like this guy. <laughs> I mean, this that is what we... That was precisely why I chose Head Beggars, because that was a song that, that ran through my head when I read this bill. I'm like, okay, yeah, I hadn't heard that one in forever, but that works. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, that's what I think of, is because yeah. you just want to beat your head against the wall because no matter how, how many times you say this is unlawful, it's unbiblical, it's unconstitutional, whatever you want to say, it's criminal, as many times you want to say it, it's like you feel like you're talking to a wall because basically you are. Well, here's a fun fact. When Quiet Riot brought that song out, what was the album cover? Yeah, it was Metal a Health with a guy. Yeah, an iron mask and he had on a straight jacket. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, it's it, as an interesting side note, my understanding is the guy who was singing uh, killed himself, cutting himself up and stuff like that down here in South Carolina, actually living at his mom's house. That's so all the people who buy into what the devil can give you and all that. There's your payday. There's your payday. That's what that's what sin will, will pay you. It'll pay you those kind of things. All right, Lynn, we got about a minute and a half here. Why don't you okay. tell people a little bit about uh, where they can find out you? And if you want to give a quick update, you got a minute and a half. Go. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you can find me, commoncordiva.com. If you wish to financially bless any of the research or help offset my healthcare costs, which will continue for months, treatment is always long and expensive. Uh, there is a secure PayPal uh, button. I'm working on adding some more options so that if you like to give online, you can do that. If not, contact Tim. He can let you know how to get in touch with me. If you'd like to find me, I'm also on the Liberty Bells with Suzanne Hamner. We have a rumble channel i'm on catching fire news point blank is my show and i broadcast that every couple of weeks so you can find me there you can find me on all the usual social media as far as my personal health care i'm still recovering still have some uh, scarring that has not quite healed yet i am uh, having my numbers increase as far as moving towards alkaline as opposed to acid because we know that cancer loves acid yep. So yep. I'm trying to work on that, okay. and uh, we're keeping going. All right. Thank you, Lynn. We appreciate you mm -hmm. very much. Hang on. Say goodbye to y'all. Catch Bradley. We'll be back with you in the morning. See ya.